Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. That was not subtle. That was not subtle. You know, Rufus, we've talked about doing that new intro for a couple of weeks now. So I'm like, that one's got a little stay I got a start on one, though. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Golf class. I got the perfect. I got the. The problem is the beginning is so perfect, I don't know where to take it from there. Uh-oh. When you hear the beginning, uh, literally just the opening bit is so fucking perfect, I, I don't know what to follow it up with. And we need a new script, obviously, you know, so it's, it outlives COVID. So, yeah, I mean, the show out yeah. was COVID. Who knew it was possible? Fucking a year ago, dude, we both might have fucking been thinking we were pushing up daisies by now. Uh, we very well could have been. You're right. Actually, you're right. There's people, unfortunately, dude, who aren't lucky enough to be here with us because they caught COVID. That was very nice. You folks, if you, for those of you that aren't watching right this second and you're listening live, Rufus gave up for the homies right there. I don't, don't even know if I did it right, but I've seen it in a movie. You know what? Like I don't think there is a right. I think you put your own flair on it and made it probably just that. I call that the Rufus out now. I use three I, fingers like a sloth. Oh, my God. Three toes. The new sloth exactly. which, which reminds me that I realized that's what these claw marks, these fake claw marks. <laughs> are Why didn't you tell me, dude, that you were business to buy a, a fucking uh, – Whimsical sloth. This is the hat of the sloth. It, it was slothy bequeathed the hat unto me. It's like being knighted, and that's his mark that he left. Oh, interesting. You'll get one yeah, one day. Slothy put his mark on me somewhere else. Or in you. He told me things that I believed, and a lot of them have come true. I mean, I'm like, hey, let Slothy have his fucking way with me. Whatever. He's the almighty being. I am just a vessel, literarily. This is how, this is how we all should be. <laughs> yes, we all shall hail to sloppy. So, yeah, I'm a little jealous that you've got some sloppy hat, and all I have is a couple of three scratches across my taint, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's cool, sloppy. It's totally cool. I get it. I still have your uh, address saved in my Amazon account. Maybe maybe Spothy will send you a hat. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. I'm thinking about getting – you know what? I'm, I'm waiting into getting a tattoo. My daughter, Uh-oh. for her birthday, got this stuff you put in your printer that turns into – fucking makes it into a, like a temporary tattoo. Really? Yeah. I'm going to play around with a few tattoos, I think, Rufus, and see what I, what I can uh, come up with. I'm surprised they're still making things for printers. Let me tell you about what I'm thinking about for a tattoo, okay? Sure. Uh, Like a a band, maybe not around my arm. I don't know, really, to be honest, because I know a band around your arm is kind of gay. But uh, it would have, like, one little spot would be a steal your face. Then it could bleed into slothy. Then it could bleed into, you know what I mean? It's like a, I don't know, like a charm bracelet of tattoos, of smallish tattoos. That's not a bad idea. I like it. Charm. Do you? What? 
maybe, maybe, okay, since, since, uh, like, rings aren't cool anymore, maybe a Brady Bunch box. That would be brilliant. With all the, like, things that I like in little Brady Bunch tattoos. That would be cool. Or like a Hollywood Squares. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly like that layout. Hmm. Maybe I'm on If I just... Maybe we just revolutionized the fucking tattoo industry. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we are five minutes in. What are we going to do now? Now what? Yeah, I think we're late revolutionizing something. Let's hear your let's hear your little intro. Do you mind playing the intro for me? Or is it too much a work in progress? No, no. I mean, there's nothing to it. That's the problem. I, I have the perfect audio clip to start it with. And I do not know where to go that's going to make it better because it's so perfect. But it can't – this audio clip can't be anywhere else in it because it, it opens would you the mind? Up. Would you mind just playing it right now, or do you think that would be a bad thing? I'd rather it surprise you. Oh, that means I'll never get to hear it. You'll Come get on. to hear it. You're, you'll <laughs> – it's such an obvious. Once you hear it, you're gonna be like, "That is the. That is how you fucking open." I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Oh. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. It used to be the opening to my my uh, voicemail greeting. How does that sound? Well, I can't do it. Every, I'm, I'm trying to talk easy because I have ripped flesh in my oh, mouth. Oh yeah, wait a minute, dude. Yeah, I forgot to. So ask. I can't do. It. So I do believe, did you have your very back tooth pulled out? It's a wisdom tooth. In the back back? On the bottom, around the top. Back top, yeah. Ooh. Way back here. Did you hear crunching? I didn't hear crunching. I heard uh, squeaking and, and bending. Right. But I, I got to hand it to him because I didn't, at, at one point the doctor said, okay, it's almost out. I didn't even know if she was trying to get it out at that point. I was like, Are you Dude, I, remember I told you that when I went and he like took the tooth out and I was like, that's it. I mean, I was yeah. like, yeah. And then I went and I even said to the lady, I'm like, Jesus, I've been voiding this for 20 years. Cause she was poking and, and prodding and pushing, but she, she was the whole time saying, does that hurt? Does that hurt? And I thought she was just trying to get a gauge on if I needed more stuff before getting started. Right. And I'm like, no, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. She's like, okay, it's almost out. I was like, what? Really? Yeah, I me know. too. So I was like, I should have had this done. I was so excited. I wanted her to pull more teeth. <laughs> you should have asked. So wait, did they do the cavities before they fucking pull the tooth or not? They, they did the cavities. Teeth. Yeah, they did the cavities. And then they get, just gave me a, a cleaning. And then they went back into the extraction last. No shit. You son of a bitch. You did. Hey, I'm in more pain now than I ever was then. It was Dude, nothing. it was amazing. You're I'm not falling even... asleep at one point. When it took when they took my tooth out, I I swear I was like expecting this excruciating pain to be like in fucking bed for like two days holding my <laughs> head. Like with one of those things that Moe Lair and Curly like used on their jaw, like one of those rubber things filled with ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I was, like, shocked at how fast my fucking shit, like, grew back. I'll be honest. All that really hurts now is, like, my jaw from just keeping my mouth open so right. long. 
Yeah. And then the I could feel the actual points where I got the shot. But the hole, it doesn't hurt at all. I'm just trying to be careful because, you know, I don't want to fuck it up. Is there stitches in the hole? No. I was going to say, you just have, like, shit packed on it right now. Or right. not even. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get dry yeah. socket, dude. Don't get dry socket. That's why I'm being careful. I want to Are you fill scared? That was the other thing. Am I going to get dry socket? Oh, my God. Hopefully I don't have dry socket. Some guy's jaw fell off. Because he had fucking dry socket. Here's what I figure. I figure there are homeless people who are drunks and alcoholics and drug addicts losing teeth every day, and they're just fine. <laughs> right. They're still able okay. to function as drug addicts, street people. They're just totally fine. They're, they're allowed to function. Right. Yes, right. they have uh, infections in their brains because they can't get dental help, but that's cool. They're still able to bag and drugs. Yeah, that is, so that is one alarming thing is because this is a wisdom tooth. She said it's really close to my sinus cavity, so if I get an infection, I'm pretty much dead. Right. I mean, you know what? The scary part is that your teeth can actually penetrate your sinus cavity, and when they pull it out, it creates a hole in your fucking sinuses. That's fucking that's insane. Fucking... Yeah, that's true. So watch out for that. I did I... see the tooth after they pulled it out. I got long. to study it a little. It was so rotten. It looked like rotten hamburger meat. It was just such a disgusting <laughs> How did it not fucking. Fall apart during the extraction. I don't know. I mean, it, it, there wasn't much to it to begin with, other than the root. I mean, it had rotted almost out. But to see it what do they grip onto to get it out? Fuck if I know, dude, because I was wondering that too, because there was nothing protruding out of my jaw. So they some, they, <laughs> they pulled it off. That's what they do. Did they make fun of you? Were they like, hey, rotten teeth guy, what are you doing here? Should have been taking care of your teeth. Not until after I left. I saw on their Facebook page they made a bunch of wisecracks <laughs> like, about me. Hey, they had your tooth sitting there. Narrow little number, like, yeah, check this out of some fucking idiot that didn't come to the dentist for 18 years today. They had Google on it. Advertising campaign. They put a little stupid hat with three scratches on the tooth, and we're like, look at this moron. (laughs) They got like a special guy just for, they called their agency just to make a a mockery of you. Yes. (laughs) The tooth had a little beard of rottenness. It went viral. <laughs> Literarily. So glad to see you're back in the saddle, though. Drinking beer, I see. I'm drinking on one side. Uh, are you tasting blood? Not so much anymore, no. I mean, since the show started, yeah, because I'm talking and smiling way too much. But uh, it didn't take long for it to it kind of stop bleeding. Did you ever think of smoking marijuana? With the freshly pulled tooth? They told me specifically not to smoke. Yeah, I'm sure they probably didn't really mean it, though. You can inhale it up your nose, Rufus. You don't have to bring it through your mouth. I'm going to inject it directly into the hole. You should try that, too. That's probably I'm just going to pack it up in there. That's probably why they don't want you to do it. You probably fucking you cure it. All of the little documentation they gave me on how to care for it, like, like right after, they said, well, they said bite down on some gauze, so right. they gave me gauze, but it also said you could bite down on a tea bag. Right. 
What if I had a little tea bag that was full of weed? I bet it would absorb right up into my skull. Truth is, dude, there's only one way to find out. I'll have to get a tea bag and fill it full of weed. <laughs> but you won't. But uh, if you are going to, what you need to do is take that weed and put it in the oven at about 250 degrees for a half an hour. That'll release the uh, oils. And... Right, yeah, that's the only way to activate the THC. You can't just put, like, raw weed on something and expect it to work. It won't work. I honestly did not know that. That's cool. <sighs> called decarboxylation, Rufus. Potheads do not use smart words. Come on. No, they don't. Like modification. They they say decarb instead of decarboxylation. But hey, right? It's an entertainment show and it's educational. Can you educational? Hey, dude, I'm going to, you know, I'm coming up with this marketing plan for this, uh, this Prosper uh, dispensary that I'm opening, right? Sure. It's all about, really, we're going to try to educate people, right, about using marijuana. Like, new users really is going to be our main market, right? The people we're trying to bring in New Year's. We know the people that are smoking marijuana are already going to come and buy marijuana, right? But if you want to attract customers, I think you got to go for the new user and educate the new user. I think that's I fucking think brilliant. brilliant. That, that, that I really call, is a good move. I want to call our bud tenders consultants. Why would you not call them consultants? And I'm getting blowback from the other people on my team. They're not really on my team because I'm the visionary, but they 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 like they don't like it because they think it doesn't roll off the tongue easy enough. And I'm like, dude, what? we're all about educating fucking people. Consultant, I you know what? We could revolutionize the whole thing. They could go from calling bud tenders to calling them fucking consultants. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean it doesn't roll off the tongue? <laughs> I know. They don't fucking get it. These people are so fucking dense. They're not idea people. We would even have this, like, professional therapy, like, for businesses where they give you – have you ever heard of a Colby test? Uh, it rings uh, a bell, but I don't know why. It's like a business personality test, Right. Okay, I'm done. But it's so creepy about these tattoos, they were so fucking spot on. Yeah. Right? About people's roles in the business. And I was, quote, unquote, the visionary, right? Because my fucking quick thinking, not quick thinking, but, you know, just what they attribute to me is, like, I got a fucking gut for for risk. I don't mind taking risk, right? And I don't like to fucking plan things out. I just like to fucking do them, but I bring fucking huge ideas. Yeah, and yeah. everybody else on my team is like, we need a fucking prog process. We can't do anything without fucking having a proven process, and uh, you know what I mean. So they're followers. Uh, you're a leader. Right, right. And they're supposed to be my partner. Supposed to be the integrator, right? Where he's the go between between me, the visionary, and the underlings. And because my other thing is, is my my follow through is like this big. Like my idea thing was like this big, and my follow through okay. was like that big. And they were all follow through like this idea like that. That's a that's good a match, good. though. You come that's up right. with ideas. But other the, people do them. The crazy part is, is that that gives the integrator guy the false sense that he can kill any idea he wants because he's like, that's not a good idea, right? You're coming to great with some great ideas, but not all the ideas are good. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So now I've got to fucking sell it, consultant. No, I'm not selling it. That's fucking what it is. 
I think so. Ken Sultan, come on. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, you know what? Buttender to me is like an insult. I don't go to a fucking bar. First of all, a buttender, a knowledgeable buttender is like the best thing you can fucking ask for when you go to buy weed. Someone that knows about the plant, right, right. knows about the terpenes, isn't just like, hey, high THC, right? Someone that can tell you what to expect. You know, first thing I would do is ask people, what's your experience level with weed, right? If you're a new, have you ever used weed before? Because if not, you suggest a different kind of thing than you do for someone that's using a lot of weed. I think, I think that is such a, a smart fucking move, and I'm not even fucking around here because – it is totally new to a lot of people, and there's way more. Look, booze. You want to talk about bartender? Booze is fucking booze. I don't give a fuck. You know, whiskey, Thank beer, you. whatever. It fucks Thank you up. You. That's it. That's all there is to it. Weed is extremely diverse, with extremely different. Like, uh, you know, t- t- people have different tolerances and what they want to achieve and stuff. Right? I think it's consultation is way more of an apropos. Uh, moniker that you know bartending, right? Is for sure, you don't go to a bartender and like I'm having trouble sleeping, right? What do you right. got for me? Because he's like alcohol. Hey man, I'm super depressed. What do you got for me? Alcohol, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Nothing. It's a bud. A, a consultant is a person that you will learn to trust, right? Because my other idea right. is everybody's buying shit based on high THC numbers. I want to give out a sample of something that I would call dealer's choice, right? Us being the dealer, DC, mm-hmm. and it's something we say, hey, I see you're buying the high test fucking shit, but try some of this with these fucking terpene profiles and fucking report back to me next time you come in. All I right. just want to see, make everybody feel like a test subject, kind of, but be, in the meantime, you're opening people up to like, trying different things for different reasons. No one has a reason not to smoke a fucking 18% THC that's high in mercine because, you know what, I need a 30% or whatever. Well, fucking try it. Here, have a free sample. Go try it. See, dude, you're you're breaking up percentages and, and fucking code words and shit. That's way more complicated than, like, do you want tequila or whiskey? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. How would you like this fucking hangover served to you? Right. You want a bad hangover or a bad hangover? Right. Or do you want the hangover to – do you want the precursor to the hangover to taste like beer or do you want it to taste like a margarita? Exactly. So you're on board with Cam Sultan. You're saying I should stick by Cam Sultan. All in. All in on Cam Sultan. I think think the argument that it doesn't roll off the tongue is complete bullshit. And (laughs) I think it's it's more – it's more accurate for what is involved in the decision-making process for weed. Yeah, I need to be writing this down. One second here. I've got all this in my mind, but you're helping to put it to paper. I need you as my assistant, Rufus, for tonight. I'll be your assistant. All right. Where were we? Maybe something. getting that tooth out removes some pressure on my brain. I think, dude, that you're already getting better from uh, the infection you had. It was infected, apparently. No. It wasn't? No, it was. Or maybe they, didn't they make just you take said that. antibiotics first for like a week? 
Well, no, it, it hadn't. The tooth itself was infected. It didn't get into the socket or my oh. skull. That's when it really hurts. So did I mention Cam Sultan is with two N's? Okay, now I'm fucking out. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to mention that before we went <laughs> into the belly of the beast. Tell me that's not even more yeah, clever. Yeah, I, I don't think... It, Tell me Cam Sultan with two well, N's isn't even more clever than just Cam Sultan. Well, I think it makes it a little more obvious what it's referencing, right. for sure. You can, yeah. at a glance, you know, oh, okay, I get it. Right. If it was just one end, you're right. That would cause confusion. Two ends, you know. Right. Thank you. So you're saying that the decision, it's a much more serious decision than buying. It, it's, it's a, it's a definitely a much more fucking complex decision with many more variables and moving parts. All right, keep going. Moving parts. I'm going to have to type this out oh. later. That's fine. For some variation. Uh, let's see. I can't read my own handwriting, but I said it says, uh, oh, yeah. Way more complex decision than buying a drink, right? Many Absolutely. variables, many moving parts, things that you can offer to help people. Not just help them get drunk. See, but this is what I was trying to tell these schools about marijuana as a tool. Right? Yeah. Marijuana, when used responsibly, is a fucking tool. Joe Rogan was right about I, that. I, I totally I agree. Totally, I totally agree. You know, you don't just sit around getting cheese out of your mind. You know what I also wanted to offer in my education thing is a YouTube video of what to expect your first time in, right, from, like, a point of view thing, Mm -hmm. with some B-roll, quality B-roll, too, Rufus. All right? There'll be B-roll. And and then one thing, telling people what to expect when you get high for the first time. Because if if you – you know what? It's it's normal to feel apprehensive right after you get high. I still do sometimes, like, for the first 10 or 15 minutes. I would like to explain that to people. That you can experience that, and it's perfectly fucking normal, and it will wear off, so take that time and just relax or try to relax, or you know what? I like to get my drinks ready or do stuff because I feel like when I'm fidgeting, when I get, first get that buzz on, it gives me something to concentrate on. Right? Dude, I cannot fucking tell you how perfect and fucking brilliant it is to, to make videos for the absolute beginner who doesn't know what to expect. Because that's what – any time I try something new, even having this tooth out, do you know how much I Googled what to expect when you have a tooth out? Correct. What should I do the next day? I mean, people want to know what, how or what to expect. I mean, it's – that's the end. That's the end right fucking there. I mean, because I think people think it's paranoia, but really when you first get high and even when you get high the first couple times, you're just kind of like – fucking thinking to yourself that the world is a fucking dangerous place. You know what I mean? And you're placed yeah, in it. You, yeah. Suddenly you've like realized that you're a place in a world, right? You're like, you're a piece of it. I think that people get lost in it. And then I call that paranoia because it's just more self-awareness than it is anything. Right. right. You know? It, it, I mean, it, honestly, I, it, I kind of enjoy that perspective. Me I too. I mean, you know, it was daunting to begin with, but I, I like that sort of distancing and and being like, you know, getting that that, that sort of top-down 
Yeah, it's just, it can be freaky. I even but put in there that, that, you know, I've been writing stuff down, that, uh, like, experienced users enjoy that part of a buzz, right? Sometimes it's the most creative oh, yeah. part of the, of the high. Sometimes it helps people solve problems, you know, and think about things that yeah. they don't normally think about or in ways that they normally don't think. Right. Right. Tell I mean, me people I'm feel that paranoia all the time anyway. Tell me that these are fucking valid marketing ideas. They're absolutely valid. That's what I've been saying to you. How about sure. this one, dude? Now, hold on to your hat because, you know, I have to market the, the sales part of it, too. Well, up here – They've started like a war on caregivers who were like the people that got all this started, right? Like these big corporations are like trying to start, like trying to get rid of the the caregivers, right? Because the caregivers can grow and they can sell to people, you know, and and so there's a a missed opportunity on the part of the big operators. But I want to have, I want to embrace the fucking caregivers because it's just so much in the news, right? About the hate on the caregivers. I want to have a caregiver spotlight, right? Allow a caregiver. I want to have a grow down, Rufus. A grow down at Fawn River, where two fucking caregivers get to use like parts of one of our grow rooms and fucking grow against each other, right? Then we'll fucking sell the shit in our dispensary. People can come and buy it, and fucking they can vote on who wins the fucking grow down. That's like Iron Chef. (laughs) Is that not fucking brilliant though? It's brilliant. That's awesome. Because these caregivers like have names and followings, you know. There's like yeah, dude. It is. It's like Absolutely. Iron Chef. Like, it really is. And they, tell me that's a good idea. It I was telling these guys yesterday that we're stoners that, and they're like, "Fucking brilliant, dude!" And these guys are caregivers. They're like, "That's fucking amazing. That is the best it is. idea." Now just get the fucking monkeys on board. The people with the little tiny. Self-start. That's what they call this green one that I was in, a self-start. Mm. Well, and I had to explain, I'm telling you, this is like therapy for people in in our little executive group. And I had to tell people, no, because they all come from big corporations. I'm like, I've never yeah. worked in a big corporation. So for me to fill out a bunch of paperwork and have meetings on fucking meetings of bullshit that we, is just, to me, I'm just not interested because I don't no. come from that world. I've been a fucking entrepreneur, right? Because this is an entrepreneurial thing. And they don't get it, right? They don't understand being an entrepreneur. They don't understand tight-ass budgets, right? But in thinking creatively and fucking solving problems without spending money, you know, all stuff that we could have done so so much more, uh, I guess, responsibly, if they didn't, if they were thinking like entrepreneurs and not like fucking people that work, as cogs and we are like the bill will get paid somewhere. Uh, uh, yep, yep, I believe that. I totally believe that. Absolutely true. So good. I'm glad that you like my ideas. Most they're, sane they're people solid do. Ideas. Most sane people like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, most people that haven't been chewed up by that corporate machinery. <laughs> right. You yeah. Just mentioned. You're exactly right. They are nothing but the fucking shit log of a fucking corporate machine. <laughs> exactly. Shit log. <laughs> it's all compacted together, sitting on one side <laughs> of the table. Yeah. You're doing uh, bad things to my, my, my tooth regeneration here, making me laugh so much, Zigzag. Uh, well, that's what I'm here for, dude. I'm your monkey. I am your little sloth monkey to, to laugh and 
and dance and make you happy in your time of need. Oh, shucks. So I'm glad you got taken care of, dude. You're like a new man now. I am. How many cavities got... did you have? Just those other two cavities and that was it? Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. I've got seven cavities. Oh, okay. They're just like doing two at a time? And then, yeah, and then places where I've worn down enamel to the point that it's got to be sort of capped off or whatever. So you need crowns, too? Not crowns, they said, but just, like, they got this shit that they just put on, just, like, fake enamel or something. So they build up your teeth? But I do have five more cavities to take care of. All right. What's the timeline on those? Uh, fuck if I know. I'm leaving for New York next week, so it'll have to be when I get back. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're only going to do like one or two at a time, aren't they? I hope the pressure on the airplane doesn't make my socket explode. <laughs> that would be cool. I hope someone's videotaping if it does. I will. I'll videotape it if it All does. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? So when when will we have our next show then, Thursday or not? Uh, I plan on, on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know when you're leaving next week. I don't know. Okay. All right, Rufus. Until Thursday's show. Ow, ow, ow! Oh, that sad little swollen tooth hypersloth howl. Oh, no. Where is it, Rufus? The wind of the howl across the nerves was... Well, good. Tingly. I can't find the outro. God damn it. I can't be... There it is. I got it. Oh, just... Thanks for listening to the Hypersmiles Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. Rufus, that. That was a very curly move. Thank you. <laughs>